Hello, everybody. Terrence Lehue here with another episode of the Intellectual Agrarian Podcast, where we talk philosophy from the farm. The conversation today is one dearly close to my heart. As the title has informed you, we are discussing the greatest Bond villain plot ever. Somehow, it's never been featured in the film adaptations, coming from the classic novel On Her Majesty's Secret Service by Ian Fleming. A unique facet of Bond's novels is that you eventually see a pattern if you read several of them. Often his stories revolve around a particular kind of commodity and how the villain in turn affects that commodity. Gold in Goldfinger, for example, or diamonds in Diamonds Are Forever. Here's a little context. In Majesties, Bond is searching the world post-Thunderball for Ernst Stravro Blofeld, the bald guy who has a fondness for white cats. The Secret Service tells him he needs to hang up the search and get back to the real work, but Bond convinces him to give him one last shot. Using a lead he gets, he goes to Peace Gloria in Switzerland, posing as a genealogy expert. Blofeld has been secreted on his mountain, posing as a scientist working to cure allergies. Trying to claim the title of the Count de Bloville, he wants the assistance of the College of Arms from England to help improve his claim which is how Bond sneaks in. Young women from all over England are being treated for their allergies. Bond discovers that each has an allergy to something in particular that their family raised in England. One girl was allergic to cattle. She now eats steaks. Another was allergic to chickens and now eats eggs. And so forth. After a harrowing escape skiing down the Swiss mountain during a snowstorm, Bond returns to England with the names of the girls and their home counties. Speaking with scientists from the Secret Service and the Agricultural Ministry, they realize the horrible truth. Blofeld is planning a biological attack on Great Britain, affecting the nation's agriculture. World War II caused Britain to improve its agriculture and increase the quantity of food they raised themselves, which, considering their post-war poverty, made their domestic food production essential to the health of the nation. If their agriculture was destabilized, the nation would literally be begging for bread. Fantastical as all the Bond villain plots are, this somehow remains the most realistic and fascinating of any of them. To audiences reading the novel in England, it would have struck home with those who remembered the privations of World War II and the importance of their domestic agriculture. Prior to World War II, Great Britain imported 55 million tons of foodstuffs from other countries. By 1939, this had dropped to 12 million tons, and food rationing didn't even end until 1953. Regretfully, the agricultural element of the plot changed in the film adaptation by Eon Productions in 1969, focusing instead on the girls themselves as brainwashed into spreading biological terror across the world. In some ways, it is understandable. From a cinematic point of view, it's hard to convey to an audience the dangers of food security in a sensational way, especially when you broaden the scope of destruction to a global scale. For my money, the original plot is better, and is the best of any villain in the Bond series. It highlights the issues of food security that most of us don't take into account on a day-to-day basis. I hope you've enjoyed our little jaunt through the pages of Fleming and take advantage of the Labor Day weekend. Check back next week for another thrilling episode of The Intellectual Agrarian, where we'll be interviewing another great guest. 
If you're new to the show, please subscribe on whatever your podcast player of choice is. While you are there, kindly leave us a review, letting others know how great the show is. A recent review from Eric at Harmony Hillside Farm said, So glad I discovered this podcast. I found it a few months ago. I've enjoyed every episode, and am making my way through the past episodes, too. Terrence is an excellent conversationalist, and I appreciate his emphasis on both the how and why of agriculture. Keep up the great work, brother. Thank you, Eric, for such a wonderful, glowing five-star review. We'll keep doing our best to bring you quality interviews and ideas on the podcast. Thank you again for listening. This has been Terrence Lahue and the Intellectual Agrarian Podcast reminding you to keep farming the dream.